Your Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on the Ottawa Senators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Jake Sanderson, and you're listening to Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Tim Stützle, and you're listening to the Locked On Senators Podcast. Welcome inside episode 637 of the Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Ross Levitan on the outskirts of enemy territory in Winnipeg, Manitoba, alongside Brandon Pillar up in the Blue Mountains. And for the first time this season, I will have boots on the ground in Winnipeg. And Ross, you're going to get to see a lot of prospects as uh, many of the NHL roster guys did not make the journey to Winnipeg. There is a minimum veteran requirement, though. They hit that. We'll tell you who's going to be in the lineup and why some players might not be. All that coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Senators Podcast. It's your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Senators your first listen on this Tuesday, September 27th. We are free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube, where the best way you can help the show grow is to like every video by simply clicking the thumbs up and subscribing to the Locked On Senators channel. It's going to be crucial that you watch Thursday's episode because we've got the best hair in broadcasting, as said by Charles Barkley on the show, Kyle Bukoskis will join us. we got our Send Central Citizen tomorrow, but today, it's an Ottawa Senators game day, Pilsy. The first game day that we've been recording, because of course, their first pair of games were both on a Saturday. Yep, we're very excited about that, and uh, Ross, you just had your haircut, I just had my haircut. We're trying to look as good, or close to, as good as Kyle Bukoskis, so uh, we're doing our part here. No question. I thought you were going to say we're inching closer to the team going for cuts, as we know that the roster will split into an AHL group that will work with Troy Mann and an NHL group later in the week. I think Friday would be best for us to guess which bubble players will stay in the NHL group. Well, I'd imagine they keep that at about 30 players uh, before they get down to their 23-man roster. There's a 24-man roster set for Winnipeg tonight, Pilsy, you teed it off the top. Not a whole lot of vets in the lineup. However, the guy who scored the game-winning goal last year in this game will be the number one center. You'll love to see it. It's Shane Pinto. And hey, he already showed uh, he's looking fine and healthy and no problem playing over 20 minutes in the last game. So he's going to get a chunk full of minutes once again here in tonight's game. And uh Ross, we were hoping we'd get the full Nodak trio to Winnipeg. Oh. We we were told as we're told. such by uh, by by a source very close to the team. And <laughs> Ross Levitan, are you cursed to see to not be able to see Jake Sanderson live? Because you've had many chances now, and each time miraculously, Jake's not there. Yes, I will hold <laughs> off with the c word until the home opener. He better be in the lineup against Boston. That's the real test. Yeah, I I think he will be. <laughs> All right, let, let's hope so. Because, yeah, it's been a while. For those who don't know, uh, last winter, I made the trip down to North Dakota. It's not so far. It's like two hours. But that yeah. to say, uh, I get there. I'm settling in. I'm telling my girlfriend, making her watch like 
U.S. and TDP highlights of Jake Sanders. Look at this breakout, babe. It's sick. Uh, and then I get a text from Brad Schlossman, our friend with the Grand Forks Herald. He goes, no Jake Sanderson. He's sick. Not going to oh. play this weekend. Sick as a dog. Not COVID. But, uh, oh, I'll still have to blast those games. We are getting down to a game this year, Pilsy, uh, whether you like it or not. Oh, potentially. Like potentially the final year of the Nodax ends. Yeah. Uh, hopefully Although, they reload. I don't. Yeah, exactly. I don't fully believe that. Like, the, <laughs> it's crazy that the Ottawa Senators went a draft without drafting any Nodak players. Two last drafts year. now. I man. guess two drafts. Yeah. Wow. They just loaded up in uh, in the previous year, so they had enough to last them. But Even Tyler Tyconic is still as well. there. Yeah, t- Tyconic. Don't so two in twenty eighteen, one in twenty nineteen, two in twenty twenty. Yeah. And then it's there's a drought. The pipeline needs a reload. But we will see Shane Pinto and Jacob Bernard Docker in the lineup, likely. I mean, there is two scratches on the back end. They, they listed eight defensemen, so they're really making us guess. We'll show you the lineup in just a moment and get into that. But are you surprised that Jake Sanderson isn't playing in this game? I am surprised, yeah. Like, uh, like we mentioned, Pierre Dorian told us that the plan was to have all the no-dack sends playing in Winnipeg, close to North Dakota. So having him not play here is surprising, especially because this would be the perfect time for Shane Pinto to get a big workload and kind of get... uh, He will. Yeah, which he will. Kind of get his experience playing, obviously not up against classic NHL talent, but in an NHL setting. So why not get Jake Sanderson doing the same? So I don't don't want to read too much into it, Ross. I'm not going to get out the... The magnifying the, glass? Yeah, the magnifying glass the and start hat. looking at cl- clues and fingerprints and stuff like <laughs> that. But there's got to be some reason why he didn't come along. Maybe they just want to give him a break because Sanderson hasn't played a lot of hockey and then now Fair. playing over 20 minutes. Uh, that's a big deal for him, for a guy coming off uh, injury and uh, hasn't played full games in quite a while. So maybe that's the case, but not going to hit the panic button or worry about anything here. I'm sure it's all fine. Yeah, especially because his partner is Travis Hamanick, a Manitoba native. I was like, oh, come on, DJ. Yeah, you true. get that done. Yeah. Yep. Come on. Uh, we should get to the lineup. And I think that there are a few very intriguing battles here. Because it almost feels like there's six guys for two spots on the back end. And I'm including, like, Branstrom, Thompson, Jacob Bernard Docker, and Nikita Zaitsev, who Pierre Dorian in an article today said, is in the best shape of his life. <laughs> put put one in the uh, the penny jar for that one. Um, well, also the, CC Arizona Coyotes. Make sure they <laughs> they caught on to that quote. Yeah, yeah. Make sure they <laughs> listen to, to that one as well. Uh, all that to say, there's there's a lot of those guys I mentioned are going to be in the lineup for the people watching on YouTube. I'll pull up the roster right now and we'll go through it. Pretty much when Belleville comes to Winnipeg in in mid December. This is going to look more like the team that comes here with them than it does with Ottawa on the 20th. You want to run through those forwards and then I'll take over for the D and goalies. And then after the quick break, we'll go through what we're looking forward to most when it comes to this lineup. Yeah. And Ross, you made a projected uh, lineups screen. So maybe after the break, we'll pull that up too. That's definitely the way, uh, the way to do that. But here we are, the three goaltenders basically going to be the Belleville guys, right? You got, Mando, Mad Sogard, and Antoine Bibo. Bibo, you got to say it like that every time. It's it's just a fun way to say Antoine Bibo. Yeah. Uh, then on defense, JBD, one of the Nodak sends playing here. Eric Brandstrom, Dylan Hetherington, Jacob Larson, Maxon Skinnett, 
Ben Roger, Xavier Bernard, and Lassie Thompson. And then forwards, I feel like I'm doing roll call as a substitute teacher here, <laughs> waiting for people to say present. Uh, Jace Harlock, Tyler Mott, yep. Matthew Joseph, Salut. Dylan Gambrell, Hi. Parker Kelly, Mark Kastelik, Cole Reinhardt, Tyler Boucher, Shane Pinto, Derek Broussard, Michael Dalcole, Igor Sokolov, and Philippe Daus. I hope Dow gets into a game after being listed in both games against Toronto and getting into neither. Yeah, what a tease. <laughs> so we'll see. Um, I will say before we get to the break, the one guy who I don't expect to see in the game is Parker Kelly. As DJ Smith told us the other day, he suffered a minor injury, nothing serious. I'm sure if this was the playoffs, he would be battling it out and making sure that he was in the lineup. But it sounds like they're targeting Saturday for his first preseason game. So maybe he's just an extra name. Not sure why. Maybe I'm wrong. But I think as we know right now, it's uh, 5 p.m. the night before. So we're recording on Monday night. I'm working the old 5 a.m. to 1 p.m. shift, ironically hosting Jets at noon. So uh, we get a little sense talk uh, as we're going to take o- over those airwaves. So uh, definitely tune in if you if you don't want to hear uh, me try to talk out of both sides of my mouth. Uh, you can do that. But here on Locked On Senators, we're going to qu- pay a quick visit to one of our favorite sponsors and then i will pull up my line chart i want you to argue with me pilsy over the placement of some of these guys and we'll get into the battles the fourth line center job there's three maybe even four guys in this game who are competing for that fourth line center position and then i have a very important question to ask all the listeners but first pilsy you got a word from one of our favorite sponsors Absolutely one of our favorite sponsors, Ross. It's the trusted online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. You guys already know it's betonline.net. All the latest odds, totals, player performance, props, and more. Betonline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. It's the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just hockey, guys. Basketball, baseball, golf, UFC, boxing, they got it all. Football, can't forget that. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. You gotta check it out. It's betonline.net where the game starts. All right, Pilsy, the game starts tonight. The Ottawa Senators visit the Winnipeg Jets, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 o'clock Central, and you can Follow along on Twitter at Send Central for all the latest news updates. I'll have boots on the ground. If you're in Winnipeg, I know Chris Stammers is around, Nick Anderson. Let's see you at the game, fellas. We'd love to have a beer with each of you. So hit us up in the DMs on Twitter at Send Central. And my girlfriend always said, I'm not wearing a Sens jersey to a Jets game. That's fair. I'd never wear a Jets jersey to a Sens game. Mm-hmm. However, now she's not my girlfriend. She's my oh. fiance, and she has agreed to rock the Heritage O jersey to the game. That's big. So my question to you before we get into the lineup, do I also rock a captain jersey, the same Daniel Alfredson, the white with the C? She's rocking a Carlson with the C, the Heritage O. Okay. Or do I pull out the North Dakota Shane Pinto jersey? I think you like I love the double captain's idea and first off congrats to Ross and Rachel no not the duo from friends Ross <laughs> and Rachel for on the engagement uh, definitely big news there and hey getting a Winnipeg girl to wear a non Winnipeg jersey to a Winnipeg game credit to me 
That's a big deal. That's a big deal right there. So let, let's just let that sink in. Um, I love the double captain idea, Ross, but this is this is the perfect time yeah, to is, wear right? the Shane Pinto Nodak jersey. Like you're close to Nodak. It's not a regular season game, so you know there there's not as much skin in the game here. And Shane Pinto is going to be the number one center. Like I think sure. it's a no brainer. You got to wear the Pinto uh, Nodak jersey. Let us know in the comments. I want to hear what people think. I will go with the popular vote. I'm going to be a shell for whoever. What do they say? Um, I'll be a star for whoever has the most weight behind it. But I like the thought process. And then if they're like, who is that guy? Never heard of him. It's like, well, he's played one game in this building and he scored the OT game winner. So buy me a beer. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, all right. So Shane Pinto is the number one center. We think he's going to play upwards of 22 minutes. First power play, first penalty kill. And show everyone why you're not trading him for Jacob Chikrin as a part of a package. But let's see how we've got the rest of this lineup shaking out. We've got Shane Pinto in between Tyler Mott and Matthew Joseph. So basically, the third line is the first line, and they may have a tough test, which I want them to have. I want Winnipeg to play their good players. I believe, and Winnipeg has not unveiled their roster, and this is not insider information. I'm just going off of what Winnipeg used for their first preseason game in Edmonton, where they didn't even dress one of their top two lines. They dressed two players of it, but Blake Wheeler sat out. I think we're going to get to see Mark Shifley, Kyle Connor and Nikolai Ehlers, all as a line. That's going to be a good test for Pinto, Mott, and Joseph, who we hope can be a solid penalty, not penalty kill, but that too for all three of them individually. But a checking line, yeah. perfect, as, as guys who can step up and get things done uh, against solid opponents. So Pinto, Mott, Joseph, and then there's some guys who I think might get a few shifts up there as well. Jace Howerluck, notably. I think he might play a few shifts up there. But right now, he lines up in our eyes with Mark Kastelik at center and Tyler Boucher. Those two, heavy, heavy hockey. Expect that. Third line, Dylan Gambrell between Michael Dal Cole and Igor Sokolov. And the fourth line, Philip Dow between Cole Reinhardt and Derek Broussard. I move Broussard over to the wing because I think that they want to see how flexible he is. If he can be utilized in different roles in different situations. So, he obviously can kind of bounce in and out from the center position if need be. On defense, we've got Brantstrom and Bernard Docker. They've been practicing together the last few days. Same can be said for Dylan Hetherington and Lassie Thompson. I think those four are pretty well set. I believe Jacob Larson will play, and I'm assuming it's Max Gannett. I think he's earned it after the first game he played, that unreal pass to Timmy yeah. Stu for his goal. I think he deserves another look, but what, what are you going to do with Ben Roger? Is this going to be a situation like we saw with Thomas Hamara where he was scratched for the lone game he was listed for and then sent down the next day? Maybe, but he gets a free trip to Winnipeg out of it. So good on you, Ben Roger, uh, as as he and Xavier Bernard, I think, are on the outside looking in for tomorrow or tonight's game, I should say. And then Parker Kelly, like I said, I'd love to see him out there. Buzz, so imagine a line of Castellet, Kelly, and Boucher out there. I would Sheesh. love it. I just don't know if Kelly is healthy enough to play in a preseason type action. What what would you say the look is of this line? Of course, we have no clue about the goaltending situation. If it's the same as Toronto, expect a split game. But I hope they just go with one guy. Just pick one and go with it. Mads had that unreal game That's here. That's what I was going to say. Against Manitoba. Yeah. In the but on the game. flip side, he also had not so great a game after that. So. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I would, I would go with Sogi. Uh, that's that's what I would do. Uh, Ross, to uh, to debate some of your lineups here, I do buy into the fact that uh, maybe they get Broussard on the wing just to see 
how flexible he is. And like we mentioned, like with the fourth line, you can kind of have a couple different looks. You can have that heavy fourth line where it's Kelly, Casty, and Watson, and they're just going to be out there banging bodies, playing uh, tough uh, defensive hockey. Or maybe you switch it up and you get uh, like like a Brassard, maybe Tyler Mott bumps down there. Maybe one of the guys from Belleville comes up and you try to make it a little bit more offensive. So there's different looks you can have here. The only thing I would kind of say is I think they're going to want to see more of Dal Cole and Brassard rather than Howerluck and Gambrell. So yeah, maybe bump those guys up because let's be honest, you know what you got from Gambrell. He, he's been around. You, you know what he is. That's fine. And this is Howerluck's second uh, trip in Ottawa. You also know what you have from him. So I think they're probably going to put a little bit more pressure on uh, Brassard and Dal Cole, but other than that, yeah, I think this is definitely a good look of how things are going to line up here. Like, a Rasta, if you want that heavy line, why not swap Dal Cole and Howerluck and have Dal Cole, Casty, and Boucher? Yeah. That's that. That's a big boy hockey line to play up against. Well, it looks like the Sens are going with one third line and three fourth lines. It kind of feels like the 2018-2019 season all over again. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. But, Roth, the, the nice difference here is... The, the big battle we're talking about is who's going to be that fourth line center. So those days of having three third lines are clearly long over as the top six. Better than a C-plus top six, just to, just to put oh, that yeah. in there also, um, is much better than in days past. And really the only places where there's any contention on this roster is basically the final position available at the fourth line center. So that battle for fourth line center includes Mark Kastelik, Dylan Gambrell, and Derek Broussard. All three of them will be in the lineup tonight. I'll have my eyes closely on that as well as how Jacob Bernard Docker can handle top pair minutes. I think that in a perfect world, he becomes that low event partner for Thomas Shabbat. But to do that, you have to play minutes with him as well. So that's something that I'm going to be really focused on. How about you? What's one thing that you're really hoping to see with this roster or an individual on it? Well, I think obviously having JBD playing with Thomas Shabbat would be the best practice for him to learn how to play with Thomas Shabbat. Uh, But the next guy, probably the best example, would be Eric Branson, right? Uh, Left shot defenseman who has NHL experience. He's going to be the guy moving the puck up and uh, and down the ice for any moves pucks. We know that. So if you're going to give JBD kind of a test trial to see – Hey, how can you mesh with a guy that's gonna gonna be more on the left side and more offensive? I think Eric Branstrom's the most ideal guy because Jake Sanderson, although he's very similar to Shabbat as well, he's got a little bit more defensive edge to his game than uh, than Shabbat or Branstrom would. So I like that first pair and. Once again, I'll repeat it. We need to see what Brandon can do. So anytime he's in a game, I want to, and especially preseason games, that's what this is for. Give him the top power play time. There's there's some sense truthers out there on Twitter that truly believe Branstrom's stats uh, kind of shine better on the top power play than Thomas Shabbat's did, even though the simple stats, goals and assists and power play points, they didn't exactly pop for Branstrom when he was on the top power play unit. So that remains to be seen in my eyes, but definitely JBD and uh, Brandy should be the top pair getting, oh, I would say over 23 minutes. Like they should both be right around 25 minutes, hopefully. I hope so. We're also going to yeah. see Lassie Thompson again. He quietly had an assist in his first preseason action, playing just a shade under 16 minutes 
as well. Three hits for him. Sif Thomas Shabbat had five hits in the first game. So did Jacob Bernard Docker. So excited to see him. And I think that that's a perfect top pair in Belleville if, if that's how the season starts out. Hetherington and Lassie Thompson. But maybe Lassie bangs on the door. Hey, coming up after the break, I'm going to ask you if you're surprised about a guy who's not on this roster. That's coming up right after a quick word from one of our favorite sponsors. All right, Pilsy. It's a game day. We will have our locked on player to watch. I'm going to ask you that question I just brought up before the break of someone who I'm a little surprised isn't in the lineup. But first, we've got stick taps to hand out. Levy Marilinen has won his first Liga game. Yes, yep. His first Liga win. He stopped 16 out of 17 shots and it's better than the alternative. So good on him for getting the win in his first start. Yeah, definitely sick taps uh, to Levy Marilina, especially Ross. We had this discussion when he went back to Liga and it seemingly looked like at the start of things that he was going to be the clear backup here. And we're like, well, maybe he should have stayed in Kingston because he would have got guaranteed uh, number one starter minutes. But and he started looking Liga versus OHL competition. You have that whole debate. So if he is going to be in Liga, I want to play games. So if he's playing games, I'm happy. And uh, oh, you're pulling it up here. Well, it's not quite the bike helmet and shades, but I guess they give out a train conductor hat for a good performance for Unlun Karpat. Choo-choo. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's leading the charge there. And Ross, I got good news for you for sticking overseas with prospects. Yes. Your guy, Philip Norberg, scored his first of the season on Saturday. This is all courtesy of AdSense Prospects, like we've already Always. showed you. A power play goal and a 4-2 loss. And Norberg, four points in six games. Ross, that is very good, but uh, I'll just quickly throw in a reminder that uh, Thomas Amara had six points in four games. Preseason games, excuse you. You can only do as good as uh, the games you're in, Ross. What do you want Amara to do there? Yeah. Um, but it is pretty impressive that uh, Norberg is popping off here, and he's in the Alspenskin League, so a, a good... Not uh, that one. League. Not that he went up, but came back down. That's Oh, that one he wasn't? Oh, okay. no, you yeah, can't geez. keep up with him. It, it's yeah, crazy. Classic uh, European prospect developing yeah. hockey, so that's my bad there. But Just like Oscar Pedersen. Just like Oscar Pedersen, who was called up to the SHL oh, and then what? sat on the bench the entire oh, game. Yes. Yeah, Didn't and play shift. Sense Prospect made a good note. It's annoying that they count that as a game played for them. So, like, that, that looks – it looks like they played zero minutes and just sat on the bench, which isn't – obviously not true, so – that's one thing we're going to have to stay woke on with those stats. We we need uh, Sens fans uh, in Finland and Sweden. We we need some clarification on how things are going over well, there. Well, hey, Alex. We need boots on the ground here. Alex Lindskog is going Our to guy. be boots on the ground for Philip Nordberg's next game. Okay, boom. Asking you shall receive. Awesome. Yes. Alex, if you're listening to this, DM us. We want to get you on the show right after you see that. We need a, a boots on the ground in Sweden. For prospects, we need that. Alex, hit us up on that. Speaking of friends of the show, I'm surprised Angus Crookshank isn't playing tonight. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. I I hadn't really thought of that. Uh, Maybe it's just a case of, hey, we've seen a couple showings of him. He's looked good. We want to get a look at other guys. I don't know. Yeah, he definitely hasn't. he's He's not not in the lineup because he's done something bad. Yeah, It's not a poor performance review. Right? No, not at all. Can't. No, no, there's no way. Yeah. So, 
I'll, I'll be excited to see Tyler Boucher get some more action, though. This this is uh, my locked-on player tonight. I'm going to be watching him extremely closely, and I know it's not a part of the battles. I'll, I'll be keeping my eye down the middle as well, but in terms of an individual who I want to see exceed, it's Tyler Boucher. I, it's going to be my first live viewing outside of the OHL. Yeah. So excited for that. We got to see him actually together in that game against North Bay uh, where they lost twice to be eliminated in the game. The goal was called back, and then they scored a minute later. But uh, excited to see Tyler uh, get his second preseason game. I thought he fared pretty pretty decent in, in the first one. Yeah, and he's a, he's a guy that uh, I think shift by shift, you can really feel his energy and what he brings on the ice because all, all it takes is for him to throw one hit and it feels like that just kind of ignites the line he's on and they pick up the pace a little bit more. So he's a guy that sends fans. I don't care what you think about the draft position. Cheer for him now because he's a fun player to watch. 100%. Who's your locked-on player tonight? We mentioned it uh, just briefly there, Ross, so I'll kind of uh, amplify it a little bit more. But I'm going to be taking a good look at Lassie Thompson. Nice. Because although he's not on that top pair with Brandstrom, like we mentioned, his most common partner is Dylan Hetherington. So that's who he's with here today. And I still am of the belief that Lassie is closer to knocking on the door to getting a spot in the NHL roster this season than JBD is. So... Let's see what he can do. Let's see. He's probably going to get top power play uh, time. Well, no, maybe Branny. But he's going to get power play time, I'm sure. Probably on the second unit, I guess. So I want to see him bring out that Tom Bomb. Let's see. That's why I would put him a little bit ahead of JBD. Because he's not just a steady, smart, defensive defenseman. He's got good defense while also having a great attribute on offense with that big slap shot from the point. So let's see that tonight. Or, yes, tonight. Yes, I'm very excited and I'm hopeful that it can even come close to the fantastic game you and I got to see. That was our first game since COVID when we went to the preseason game here last year. Ridley Gregg yep. goes between his legs, backhand upstairs, over the shoulder of Eric Comrie. Then he elbows Pierre-Luc Dubois in the face, gets mm-hmm. a game suspension. Shane Pinto scores in overtime after circling the zone. I saw our friend Pinto Pinto Beans put that out you can't even say it without smiling but yeah um, she put that out on her twitter so you can go watch the highlight of that and then they did a shootout just for fun and the sends won that too yeah why not of course yeah <laughs> clean day at the office hey lastly before we go ep rinkside is doing their countdown right now of organizational prospect rankings like how the whole organization goes yeah i'm shocked they're at 15 right now and the senators are still not featured yeah, and Ross, I was extra shocked, and and this is totally unrelated to the sense, but it kind of gave me a confusion of how they're doing this because the LA Kings were 19th, right yep. behind the Toronto Maple Leafs. And I don't, I'm not the biggest prospect guy, but we know a thing or two about prospects covering the draft pretty closely here. I would have put LA at least in the top 10. Like, that is a stacked prospect pool. And they had some of their top guys were ranked very low, so... Interesting how they're they're doing things a little bit differently than, than I thought. Because like the Leafs prospect pool and LA's, in my mind, are miles apart. Very, very different. So yeah. looking forward to that. I feel a little bit better uh, about what the Sens did uh, with trading back for Ben Roger because they have Francisco Pinelli as the ninth best prospect for the LA I was Kings. shocked. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. And they have the Rangers too. They're always been known as having good prospects, although now a lot of them have graduated. Same with Ottawa, though. That's why I'm surprised 
especially, you know, in the public sphere, the senator's drafting hasn't always been something that's in lockstep with the public scouts Mm -hmm. and their analysis. So I'm a little surprised. That's something that we're going to keep our eye on, as it should be any day now, as they just announced the 15th and 16th ranked teams. Just so, so what's your prediction then for where the Sens will land? I've been saying next for like the last five for these guys' okay. opinion because they did a top 100 prospects. Yeah, Jake Sanderson was at number four, but nobody else was in the top 100. Not yeah. even Shane Pinto. I was shocked at that. And maybe like they say Calder eligibility is how they're doing it. So Shane Pinto should be there, but I didn't see him in the top 100 prospects they had. So uh, yeah, I don't know. I think the public view of Pinto is very skewed because of the lack of NHL games they've been able to see, right? And then there's not even, in that span, he's been hurt. There's no college, junior, or AHL games to take a look at and kind of judge him up against his peers either. So I think that's a big reason why Shane Pinto's uh, not really up there so high. I- I'm going to say I-, I think the Sens finished 11, just because that's a nice number for, for the Oh, and sorry, I lied. They had Ridley Gregg at 93. I'm just kind of scrolling okay. through real quick. So if they had Ridley Gregg at 93, they have to have Shane Pinto as a head of, of Ridley Gregg. I won't stand for anything but as I continue to kind of scroll here and, and try to figure it out on the fly. Some of the names are absolutely wild um, that that are, are up here. Like, there's no way Jager Furcus is a better prospect than Shane Pinto. Like, am I am I taking crazy pills? Am I taking um am I am I a bit of a homer here? Like, what's going on? We did like Jagger Furcus, but is he better than Shane Pinto? I mean, if if we're asking, would I do a one for one trade? The answer is obviously no. No, but there's there's other guys on. Oh, Kevin Korchinski. They've got him 49 pills. He. Oh. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. I mean, hey, nice prospect, but. Not our Shane guy. Pinto. Oh, 26. Okay. Okay. That's yeah. Okay. Very fair. <laughs> there we go. So we'll, we'll take back a bit, a bit of that uh, mad at lists uh, anger there. I was ready to be very mad at list there. Um, let's take you a step further. Mitch Brown's been on the show before, so we'll wrap up. Yeah. You know what? Just to give them a little credit and they are worth the subscription. I believe it's $10 exactly. a month. You and I split it and uh, it works out very well because you get the game logs for each guy. Like, there's a lot of great stuff that elite. And the draft guide has. is second to none. Like, I, you, whatever you think of EP's scouting and what they hold valuable and how they rank guys, there's no better draft uh, coverage than the draft guide they put out. It's incredible. Here's us, here's us giving you a sneak peek of the content you get. Quote: Shane Pinto wouldn't have been eligible for this list if it weren't for an early season injury. One year later, he's a legitimate dark horse contender for the Calder provided he can play his way back into a second-line center role. There's no denying he has the ability. A sharp mind allows him to weave his on-and-off puck skills, popping into space at the perfect time for a deflection or turning a chance into a tap-in with a deft, in-tight pass. A heavy shot should make him a threat to score from outside the slot, too, and his physicality and inside-focus game blend with his passing skill. While his NHL game will always be driven by those skills, his growth as a puck handler and skater over the years suggest those won't be his only skills. I think they pretty much knocked out that or knocked that out of the park as a scouting report on Shane Pinto. Yeah, definitely. Uh, other than maybe I missed it, I might have zoned out there, but did they mention the faceoff uh no. I mean, sure, in the NHL is still lacking, but that was I would Nasty. say his biggest attribute through college. Like no one was putting up face off numbers like Pinto. So that would be my one one thing is it's hard to talk about Pinto without 
even if you're contrasting how good he was in college versus how he struggled in the NHL, I feel like that's kind of the pivotal point for the centerman. Okay, so what's your official prediction where they where they end up on the overall organization ranking? I got them at 11. I think that's 11. You said that. Yeah. Praise Alfie. I'll say 13. Okay. All right, there we go. Let us know your thoughts on whether I should rock the black business casual Shane Pinto North Dakota jersey or an Ottawa Senators jersey for tonight's game. And you can follow us on Twitter at Send Central. You can follow Pillsy at Brandon Pillar One. I'm at Ross Levitan. Please subscribe to the Locked On Senators YouTube channel. The growth has been overwhelming. We appreciate it. We can't tell you enough. We read all the comments. So if you ever have a question or something that you want answered on the show, we're going to go through those in the next few days. We'll put a mailbag together. We'll get that to you. We are your home coverage for the Ottawa Senators Pillsy. And that's not even including the Atlantic Division crossovers that are coming soon on a weekend near you. And, Ross, our collab with the Locked On Fantasy Hockey guys. Fantasy hockey drafts are coming up quicker than you probably realize. So you got to get your tips, your sleepers, your avoids, all those kind of things. So that's just another piece of content we're going to be putting out for you guys. All right. Be a friend. Tell a friend. But for today, we say goodbye. For Brandon Piller, I'm Ross Levitan, and this has been the Locked On Senators podcast. It's your team every day.